Welcome to episode three. In this episode, I interview the 2017 School Librarian of the Year, Tamiko Brown, and I'm very excited for all of you to get to know this wonderful librarian and human being. She's had a fantastic year this year, and I'm excited to share with you some of our reflections on being a School Librarian of the Year and some of the things that just bring her joy and make her into the fantastic person that she is. So enjoy this episode. Hello. Hey. Hey, that was. Yeah, it was just a click. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I was worried. I um, <clears throat> Sometimes because I had sent an earlier link, it often will only record from that older one. So uh-huh. it looks like it's working well, and this is perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thanks for uh, thanks for uh, scheduling with me and taking a little bit of time. Um, it, it's a uh, it's a real pleasure to have you on the show. I just um, finished up posting an interview with Christina Holzweiss, who was the 2015 School Librarian of the Year. So I saw that. Yeah. So my goal is to get all of you guys. So uh, Michelle and I are going to schedule something a little later in the year, and um, I look forward to finding out about the new School Librarian of the Year. And me hopefully- too. Yeah, getting a chance to interview him or her and yep. find out a little bit more about what they're doing. Um, before before I get started, I want to just, um, I, I have to giggle a little bit about um, something you said in uh-huh. uh, a, a text that we were sharing. You were saying that you are more of a crock pot than a toaster. Oh, I am. And, and I love that. That is such an amazing <laughs> analogy because uh, I guess in reality, I am too. You know, I'm somebody that stews over things and kind of kind of thinks about it. And I, I always, especially with podcasts, I'll tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. As soon as as soon as we stop recording, I think of all these other things that like I either wanted to ask you about or yeah. uh, a connection. So it isn't perfect, and that's okay. So yeah, um, we'll we'll embrace our um, inner crock pot as we. That sounds great. Well, I'm a three <laughs> o'clock in the morning kind of person. I'll wake up and think, oh, I wish I had said this, this, and this. So. Uh, well, maybe that's the beauty of uh, Twitter that, you know, once the podcast is out there, people can ask more questions and we can we can talk that way, too. So that, yeah. that will be a, a, a living document, I guess. Yeah, sounds great. Well, I, I wanted to start just by kind of giving you a chance to kind of reflect on this year. Like, what has it been like for you? to kind of live through this school year you're almost you're almost done with your reign yep. and I, I know what it was like for me but I'm really curious how how this year has been for you well um it started out as you know quite a shock because I I really thought when they contacted me they were going to tell me um oh well you know one of our other awards you got that you got the runner-up you know make your hero this or that And, you know, I think all of the people who got those things were just fabulous and they could have easily been um, school librarian of the year. And so, I mean, again, I was just floored because I I did not expect it. So it felt like it came out of nowhere. Um, But um, it really gave me just a chance this year just to see the importance of, um, I don't know, reinventing ourselves um, as librarians. to just um oh and so here's the question so once you start taping do you get to like cut and splice i can yeah oh you can oh good (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> because I'm the type of person that takes 50 shots to get like one or two good p- pictures. You know what I mean? So, um, I, I absolutely. Love... I'm, I'm the same way. Don't worry. Oh man. Edit away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think it's really important that we, um, reinvent ourselves to meet the needs of our patrons because that keeps our, our jobs, our positions relevant. And, you know, over the years, mm-hmm. I always thought, well, that's not fair that we have to do that as librarians. I wish, you know, people would just see what we do. And, and that was that. But I started realizing, it's like, even teachers, we all have to do that. And so um, mm-hmm. I just see the importance of that. Um, and it really resonated with me this year as I met people around the country and, and got to see um, the status of the librarian role throughout the country. Um, I was actually, you know, very surprised um, that in some places that, you know, they have a, a parent in the library or they don't have libraries. And sure. so that was, that was really shocking. And, and I just think that it's um, really important that people see what we do. So we'll stay around and we're, we're relevant. Um, I'm trying to think what else for the year. Um, just, well, I think that point you, you just made about being relevant, you know, as we have to evolve as librarians so that we can, can keep our jobs. Right. Know? Right. And there's nothing, you know, a lot of people are concerned about that, but I think you're right that, you know, everyone has to be relevant. That's and, right. Um, I think, I think it's our job. You know, I, I know one of the things I'm working with my state association this year is, on advocacy and helping librarians to show their their worth and their need, right. um, and unfortunately, a lot of a lot of librarians kind of are behind the eight ball on that, and they they don't really do that advocacy work until their job is in jeopardy. And that's when it's too late. And that's when it's too late. So we have to we have to teach our you know and really help one another to to really support. Um, the work we do and to get out there and to be an advocate for ourselves before it becomes an That's issue. That's right. Um, you know, it's, it's too late, as you said, once when people have to really start doing it to keep their job. I, I actually met somebody last week and um, they were um, sharing with someone else. They found out that I was a librarian and um, they were, you know, saying that, you know, you don't have to be certified. We actually have parents in the library and they were proud of it. And so my uh, response to that was, you know, um, in the classroom, if you just had parents and, un- you know, qualified people in the classroom, parents would never tolerate that. Except that. So right. how it's okay in the library, that's only because parents probably don't know they're not aware of what's going on in the library and so that's why it's just so important to right it's our yeah. job to do it's our job to, to share explain. yeah yeah well what was was there a highlight this year for you you know of, of being um, the of the year? i think yeah probably a I bunch think the but... biggest highlight was um being invited to the white house um, I, that was a really, uh, yeah. very unexpected and cool experience. Um, I found out on Monday and by that Saturday, I was flying out to DC. So that once again, it just came out of nowhere. Um, it wasn't planned at all on my end. <laughs> and, um, once there, just having my family with me and, and going on a tour of the white house, that was, um, a really nice event. But then to come back later by myself to 
be in the room when they were actually having an actual event and having the red carpet rolled out for all of the teachers of the year and the principal of the year and counselor of the year and myself. That was, that was really quite an honor. And the whole time I was there, all I could think of is, wow, the history, the people uh, that, that walked these mm-hmm. halls and, and had conversations throughout the years. And then the people that built this place and how most of my relatives probably wouldn't have been invited for many years as a guest. So, I mean, that was, that was just crazy right, right. just to be in that room. It was a huge honor, um, you know, to be there. That's that's amazing. I, I, I watched, you know, um, from afar and really enjoyed watching your your posts and reading about reading about it on your blog and um, really proud that you had that opportunity. And I imagine, you know, I'm, I didn't realize your family was there. right. They that's weren't really there cool. at the ceremony, but we were able to go on a tour during the morning. And so that was really neat. We were also able to see the um, the new African-American Museum. We got to get for that. And that, oh, that was really neat. a really life changing experience um, for my kids to see. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That's that's really cool. What a special honor to be able to do that. Yeah, that's I mean, it fantastic. turned out to be our family vacation for the year, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you'll take okay. it, right? <laughs> well, I it was kind of kind of cool to to look back at some of the things that you've been doing both this year and in the past, and you know, can you? Tell me a little bit, you know, when I was checking out your, your webpage lately and your blog, kind of looking at that, it looks like the mobile maker kit has been really successful. Can you talk a yes, little bit more I about love, that? Uh, just, yeah, the mobile maker kit has just been a really great program in our library and our school. And um, it really gives um, teachers a chance to check out a maker space and then they're able to um, have a pop-up maker space for a week in their classroom. And so my whole reason to do that was um, I wanted teachers to feel comfortable with the makerspace um, resources and feel like, you know, that they're in charge and that it could be part of the curriculum and part of the classroom school day. And so what they do is um, they're able to check out a makerspace kit and it's by grade level. And so each class gets it for a week. And so there's the second grade uh, mobile makerspace kit, and that's just for second grade. And so I pack it for um, each class to have for a week. And um, I try to have about six different activities in there. And I find that teachers, they tend to um, add on to it with their supplies that they have in the classroom. So then they don't have to go out Mm -hmm. and, you know, buy um, all the resources to have a full makerspace in the room. So the library supports them in that. And then the kids, you know, um, they won't get bored because they only get it for about um, once a month or like once in a five weeks. And so they're able to um, really enjoy it when it comes around and it's their turn. And so we have it by grade level for kinder, first and second grade. And this was um, kind of um, a response to, well, our take-home maker spaces, we got a, a huge grant a couple of years ago from our Education Foundation, Clear Creek um, Education Foundation Fund, and they supported 
my school at the elementary level, the feeder, um, intermediate school and high school gave us $10,000 to build up these take home makerspace kits. But for my school, it only started at second grade. So it started the mobile makers kit, make, makerspace kit with um, that being for kinder and first grade. But second grade loved the idea of it so much, they wanted to add on to that. And so we got the funds to um, create those from PTA. And so I have a very supportive PTA and they just support, you know, makerspace and just all that they can do with building literacy in our school. And so anyways, that's how we gotten that going. That's, that's really cool. I wanted to ask you about the activities that you have in there. Are those, are, are you um, creating them that in a way that they augment the curriculum or are they kind of standalone maker They're activities? They're standalone maker activities. Um, my goal this year for Makerspace, mm -hmm. though, is to look at the curriculum and see where we can um, have a Makerspace activity to support the curriculum. Um, so, I mean, I don't want it sure. to be all just curriculum because the whole idea of Makerspace is kind of a tinkering space and passion-driven space. But at the same time, I do want to have it to support the curriculum and even allow teachers, like if they um, have like something that they're, um, something that they're um, um, assessing, that they can do that in the library. Mm -hmm. like. Um, can a, a child tell a story or some, something that, like that, performance-based? Well, and I think giving, the, giving them the chance to look, first mm -hmm. become familiar with the materials and then, uh, then later being able to integrate some of those things, that, that's a good process to go through that. And you, you'll have less resistance from teachers right. because they're already yeah. comfortable. Wonderful. Well, one other thing I saw on your, your webpage that I was really intrigued by is your book a day um, program. I'm sure, do you call it a book a day challenge? Book or a day book challenge. A day? And it's from Donald and Miller and Colby Sharp. Um, they've been doing this for some years. Mm -hmm. And so I just started a couple of years ago. Um, I, I don't know that I did that the first year they started, but pretty, pretty soon thereafter, that's when I joined up. Um, so it's in the summer that I join up. Um, it seems like that's when there's a lot of activity every day. So the hashtag is book a day. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that you just, you know, read a book a day and um, tell people your thoughts on Twitter. And you don't necessarily, I'm sorry. What? Wait, and so that. Um, you don't necessarily no, you go ahead, go ahead. have to give a book review, but I, I just try to, you know, it's just the librarian in me. I just want to book talk it because I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I, I would, I would yeah. love just to just take a picture, but something in me is like, I got to tell them why it's good, you know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, is that something that you continue during the school year or is um, it just the summer? Pretty much it's just in the summertime. Um, you know, if I, if I find a book that got just it. moves me during the school year, I'll do book a day. But it's, I try to, like every other day, um, post something, uh, book a day during the summer. And, and I really like the way you do it, too, where you put it on Twitter, but then you, you link that to right. your, your blog. And it gives you kind of, you know, it, for me, I think one of the hardest things about blogging is just the right. time, taking the time to do it. And it's pretty easy to embed a tweet mm -hmm. um, in your blog. And that is a nice way to kind of 
do that. And it was fun just kind of going back and looking at your, um, you know, the books that you chose, you had chosen over yeah, time. Thank you. Really cool. Something I started, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I really, no, I just was going to say I really like Something liked else that. I started with that, that just this year is, um, and it's just so I can like have a link of all of the books on Twitter, I've started my hashtag of um, hashtag books for kiddos. And so that was really for myself. Mm -hmm. So then I can just uh, click on that and then I'll have a list of all the books that I've um, talked about. Awesome. Have you, have you tried moments What's it called? on Twitter yet? Moments. It's I have not. Moments. And it's just a, it's a, the same, same idea, but it, it, it makes a collection for you. Um, and it, I guess in a way it's a little harder because you do, you know, with a hashtag, you can tap the hashtag and they'll all show up. Whereas moments, you have uh -huh. to add them to moments. Um, and it's just kind of another way of organizing your tweets. I, I like it. I, I guess I've never used it for my own stuff, but I use it for other oh. people's tweets. You know, for example, I have a collection of uh -huh. Google tools tweets, and I just, within the app, you can tap and okay. add to a moment. So at the same same time you're liking it, you can tap the drop down and add it to a moment as well. It's just kind of another yeah. way of organizing. I feel like sometimes so many, so I see so yes. many awesome things on Twitter yep. that I lose track of them. And so this was a way for me to kind of take take control of those things that I yeah, really wanted to great. see. Yeah, that sounds great. I'll look that up. Yeah. Um, so two other two other questions for you. Um, I'm looking for a kid book review from you, not a review, but a recommendation for this summer. Is there is there one of your books that you've done for Book a Day that you that is a super high highlight that you want to re recommend to listeners? I really like the book We Are Here. Um, now uh -huh. I don't remember the name of the author. I could look that up. Okay. Don't worry, yeah. I'll find it for you. Book, I'll find it. Uh, it's just profound. It reminds me of Le Petit Prince, where it's like, you know, um, uh -huh. deeper thoughts of why are we here? And it just talks about there's enough for everyone. So, because, you know, I think we live in a world where um, it's, it's like a, a race and it's, it's uh, very competitive. But this book just brings it back to, we all have our own race to run. Don't worry about other people and what they're doing. Help, but you don't have to, you know, be so competitive. And um, there's enough room on this earth and there's enough for everyone. And then just to help other people. And so I think that was a really very good one. I, I found that one at the... Um, Okay. Hello. You're okay. here again. Good. Yes. Awesome. I wanted to check with you. Is it is it the book Here We Are or We Are Here? We Are Here. We Are Here. Okay. So it's not the one by Oliver Jeffers. Yes, that is the one. Oh, so the, it, actually the title is, I think it's Here We Are. Oh, Here notes, We Are. <laughs> yeah. Notes Notes for Living on Planet Earth, right? Is that the yes. one? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. It looks like it. it re okay. I just found it online. It looks beautiful. I have not oh. read that yet. It's a beautiful book. And so I was um, waiting for my daughter. She's taking classes at the Houston uh, Museum of Fine Arts. They have some mm -hmm. fabulous books there. And so I, you know, saw that book there and it just really spoke to me. Awesome. Now, how about, um, have you found or are you reading anything this summer for like adult 
either adult fiction or like I, I know I've got 16 books on my bedside table that I'm supposed to be reading mm -hmm. um book that you want to recommend for or um, even just for guilty pleasures well <laughs> isn't that bad that we call well, them guilty pleasures my favorite <laughs> um adult lit book that I've read uh probably like spring that was more in may uh little fires everywhere oh my goodness such a good Ooh. book um and so they're going to be making it into i think a netflix series with reese witherspoon and so oh, i think cool. that should be really good um and then i'm reading the or read the standards the um uh library national standards um that was a, an amazing book as i think about my library program for uh this next year and um how we can grow it and make it most relevant for the students and teachers and parents. And so um, it's a great book because it comes with brochures and you can share those with your, because it's written out a brochure for administrators, um, a brochure for teachers and a brochure for uh, parents. And it asks them questions like, do you allow your librarian to uh, present uh, professional development with teachers? Um, do you, you offer a mm -hmm. flex schedule so students are able to have uh, access to the library on demand? And just, you know, simple questions to get everyone to think about the library program. Um, because I fully believe the library is not my place. The library is for everyone. It's a community room and it should be run by, you know, the, the teacher should have a voice, the student should have a voice, administrator should have a voice, and the librarian should have a voice. Sure. I missed the title of that one when you were describing it. What is the title again? Um, the National Library Standards. I have it. Um, let me grab it real quick. It's the new standards that came out back in um, November. Um, the, yep. And the that's the A ALA, ALA standards, ASL, right? National okay. National yeah. standards. AAO. Got it. AASL yep. standards. Now, if I remember those, I think you had to yes, pay for it, correct? Yes, we had to pay for it. Um, and so um, it's, yeah. it's, not, it's not cheap, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's like $145 yeah, if I remember. But it's very But you're saying it's totally it's, it's totally very worth it, right? Much worth it. I mean, you think about any okay. other profession, you know, they're going to get their standards and know what what's being said. Right. So I think it's very important for all librarians to know what these standards look like so we can have um, a general consensus of what library should be. I know that it's going to look different at every campus because every campus is unique, but we should be offering, you know, some, some pretty standard things for our students. Right. Um, fantastic. Well, the very last question I try to ask <laughs> each of my two guests that I, I love had so it. <laughs> is, is um, what right now is bringing you joy? What's making you what making you get up every morning and and smile at the sun? Um, two things or one thing. 
You can you can give me okay, as many things as you a couple, want because I just have to say, my family gives me joy. Of course, <laughs> that's that's my big Amen. yeah. Going home at night to my husband and my kids, I just love it. And just waking up in the morning and seeing their smiley faces, of course, um, and spending time with them. Um, and I would have to say, right now, um, the second I've I've just gotten just um, recharged with my writing heart, you know, um, I, I, am a writer and I, I enjoy it. And so it's something that I want to continue to pursue. And I think that's, that was my biggest reason for starting a blog is because I just, I just enjoy writing. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. And you had that, I don't think we've talked about it, but you had to go to the Highlights Foundation this summer, correct? I did. We, I just did that last week. And so that was an amazing event. If you have any inclination for any type of writing, Highlights um, Foundation um, is an awesome place to go and get yourself recharged as a writer. And they have workshops going on all year round. Sounds awesome. I want to talk to you about okay. that offline. <laughs> Well, Tamiko, thank you so much. Um, I will have done an intro of you and I'll put all the links where people can find you and your, um, your, your blog and find you on Twitter and all of that. But I just wanna thank you again for taking some time to talk with me and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens for you this school year and looking forward to collaborating with you and others and just uh, keeping, as, as we talked about, keeping the um, importance of school librarians at the fore and helping people to advocate for themselves before it's too well, late. Thank you for inviting me. I, I really appreciate the platform of being able to talk for a little bit. <laughs> awesome. Well, enjoy the rest of summer and I look forward to talking with you soon. Okay, in the fall, thank okay? you. Bye. Thank you, Tamiko.